This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Pods and leave us a five-star rating. We are now up to 43. And if you feel like being creative, you can leave us a nice little review. It doesn't even have to be about the podcast. You can tell us about how your day is going or maybe a cool story about your pets. Just make sure it's five stars. On today's episode, we've had 24 hours to let the Embiid injury news sink in. Embiid has a small meniscus tear in his right knee. We have thought about this literally nonstop since this news came out, and we attempt to give you the most reasonable reaction we could come up with. Oh, by the way, the Sixers win game five and defeat the Wizards four to one in the first round. They will now move on to play the Atlanta Hawks. We will give you our predictions and June explains why he isn't worried. So with all that being said, here is First Name Dave. Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, aka Nuge, with a reminder that you do not sit on good news. Anyway, we used to do one pod every two weeks, but this is now our third pod in a week span. I am joined by the full squad again, led by the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. That is June 1. How are you, man? That's crazy. So Brad Stevens was really on a hot seat, huh? He got promoted. Yeah. I don't, is that? <laughs> I saw everyone say he like got he fell up or something. Like, how the yeah. hell? I was so confused. Yeah. I saw I saw Kendrick Perkins made it a black thing. Did you guys see that? Oh, God. I did no. not see that. Oh no. yeah, it was no black head coach. They just get fired. No one's getting promoted <laughs> to the president of basketball operations. <laughs> Brutal stuff. Brutal oh, stuff. Man. Yeah, any, um, any chance he gets, Big Perk. Gotta love him. <laughs> I saw that, like, do you guys know who Jerome Allen is? I think he's a Philly guy. I think the name he, sounds familiar. He's assistant coach. Uh, they said he's gonna, they're going to interview him. But anyway, uh, yeah, Brad Stevens, I guess, was he what? Frustrated with – maybe he's frustrated with the personnel that Danny Ainge gave him or maybe all the assets that Danny Ainge squandered. Squandered, fumbled. Absolutely – he absolutely he he dropped the ball on all the all the assets that Billy King and Brian Colangelo gave him. So who, I, they said I didn't get to read too much into it. I know Wode said something about like Brad Stevens just between the bubble and the weird year they had, just got tired of coaching and decided to step up in a uh, a personnel role. So yeah, that what happens with that? That was yeah. like the Woge bomb. It was he was he was worn so out random. since the bubble. Like why? What about the five years prior? However long he's been coaching. All I all I have to say is you hate to see it. <laughs> Cuss you crease. hate to see <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, I, I start to I start to introduce you guys. So next is the CEO of AMC. That is Ponzi Wells, <laughs> aka David Baca. Uh good for Adam Aaron. On this day, raising raised five hundred million dollars today. Good for if anyone deserves it. It's our good friend Adam Aaron, <laughs> former <laughs> CEO of the Sixers uh, during the uh, bottom era. Yeah, yeah I, I I got a picture of him at the bottom press conference. 
well, he, he notoriously implemented the, the fan base slogan that embodies each and every one of us. Passionate, intense, proud. Adam. So bad. Last but not least, to share his expert opinion with us is orthopedic surgeon J.B. Mudbones. Yeah, I got a good read on that on, on knees and meniscus. I can't wait to give my uh, my two cents. Well, we have a lot to talk about, including Game Five and our soon-to-be second-round matchup. But first, I think we need to start off with the MB news. The Sixers announced that the MRI revealed a small lateral meniscus tear in his right knee. He's considered day-to-day, though, and they say there will be no surgery. He will, meet, he will be managed with physical therapy and a treatment program for, I guess, the, the pain and the swelling. Fellas, we've had a full day to let this news set in. There's been input from a variety of different sources, doctors, physical therapists, Twitter doctors, WebMD, all that. So I guess the floor is open, guys. I just go, just come out with it. I want to know how you guys are feeling. And I'm going to start with you, June. You should just take my meniscus. I think I have healthy meniscuses <laughs> that can be taken from me because I don't think I need them anymore. So maybe he needs them. But I don't know. I think uh, from outside looking in, it seems like we still don't know, like, the clear answer to – is this a new injury? Is this an old one? Like, if it's an old one, he's been playing for it with it for a while, so maybe it is okay. But then, if it's a new one, he shouldn't play on it because, you know, the whole Bynum history and what happened to him. So, as an outsider looking in, I mean, we got to trust what, what, what Joel wants to do, I think. Uh, like, does he want to play it out? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of voices around him giving him their opinions and what he should do and what's best for him and like what's best for his future. Cause you don't want this to be your last good season. And this was one of his best seasons that we've ever seen. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what he does, what he goes with, see if he can deal with the swelling and the pain. And uh, hopefully we get to see him, you know, this series. Yeah, it was, uh, I was reading, um, there's this guy on Twitter. He's verified. It's like pro football doc. His name is like David Chow or something. He's, he was saying the best case scenario is that it is an old tear and that it's old news and he's been playing on it and it hasn't been bothering him too much. And he also said, if it is an acute tear that did happen, that was new, that he's likely done for the year, but who knows the they're saying day to day, obviously we don't really have specifics. So he's just going off his gut feeling and, from what he's been seeing and the reports and the, the way it's been reported and that the fact that we saw Embiid on the court uh, warming up before last game, which was a little, it was nice to see. I don't know if it really means anything because um, if he is hurt, there's no way they're letting him out on the court taking, you know, dirt fadeaways. But uh, I agree with that, June. I think when they know what they know, we don't really have specifics. They got to go with, uh, and obviously Embiid's going to be a large part of that. Dave, how are you overall feeling in this? <laughs> it's a big sigh. <sighs> you know, <laughs> he should be – he's got a torn meniscus. I mean, he's got a to- – Joel Embiid 
has suffered a torn meniscus. Like it's over, right? Am I crazy? Am I, am I this is the Truman show? But do I, is this a simulation? Is like, how is he not? He's not only does he have a torn meniscus, but he but he was warming up before the game last night. Why is he not recovering from surgery? Like, what's going on? I don't understand. Logic is out the window. Is it like it's two things like I don't know if I buy this whole was it there the whole time? Was it acute? This dude gets like two MRIs a week. Like they would have known if there was a torn meniscus. Right. Like he tore his meniscus. He has not had surgery yet. There's two options. He either has surgery and he's done for the year, which is the smart move. Or the other option is he plays through it and it's the beginning of the end. But if he can, I mean, really, (laughs) there's no middle. No, there is no middle. This is we're now on a fractured back two broken fucking navicular bones in his feet. And now one torn meniscus on one side and now a torn meniscus on the other side plus all the bone bruises and all the falls on his backs and all the fucking gastroenteritis. And he's got the wrong blood type and he's sick all the time. And he's just, this is what it's always going to be. This has been his entire career. He's never made it through a single season without a big thing. And you know what, if he can do it, like obviously because he hasn't had surgery yet, Mind you, he tore his meniscus. He should have had surgery by now. The fact that he didn't means that he's really contemplating playing through it, in my opinion, and which is the beginning of the end. This is Andrew Bynum played through the tore meniscus. We all saw what did Justin call him? Big, big Jeff Stotts st- pulling out the <laughs> pulling, <laughs> pulling out the Bynum, the Bynum statistic that he played through his tore meniscus in 2010, and they won it all. And then that summer we traded for him, and we know how that went. So you know what? Fuck it. If he's good to go. And he can still be 80% of himself and we can make one fucking run at this thing and get one and get one ring. And it's kind of like the, and after that we have Daryl Morey to retool. I don't know. Fuck it. I, he's going to, I mean, he shouldn't play. I mean, if we care about any semblance of longevity, he absolutely should be, you know, have had surgery by now or be prepping for it, but he hasn't. And it doesn't seem like he's going to, which means he's probably going to play through it, which means let's, Get it done now because I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, am I wrong? You know, Dave, you made a great point. Like, when you said that initially that he should play through it, and I'm thinking, like, I don't know, man. Like, his long-term durability and, you know, we want multiple shots on this. But you're right. Does this, does this really prove that he can't make it through a full season and playoffs fully healthy? Like, no. I, I, I'm, I'm sick for him. I'm really sick for him. Like, we were talking on multiple pods that – it's like a grueling season. And it's a miracle that these teams get through the entire season without any catastrophic injuries. And he's done everything right this year. And it still happens. And we finally get through the one seed and this shit happens. And it's like, I don't know what to say. I, if, if the season ended the way like this now, the thought of going through in another regular season for another shot at the finals it just sounds so tiring and we're not even the people going through it. He's Embiid's putting in the work. He's the one, you know, playing the games every day and, you know, putting his heart on the court and for this to happen to him, man, I, I felt really bad for him, but you make Sad. a good point. Like JB June, do you agree? Do you, if you think it's gotta be in their heads, right? Like this guy, maybe he can't get through an entire season. Do we go for it? How? And we, we have no idea how effective he's going to be. Right. He'll be on the court game too. 
<laughs> Maybe even game one. And Look, I, 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 yeah. Real quick, I forgot to say, I love Joel Embiid is my son. You know, I love him more than anybody in the world, except for my fiance and my parents and my sister and my nephew and Joel Embiid. <laughs> I love him. He's ever, he's my favorite athlete next to Allen Iverson and maybe next to third after Tyrese Maxey. And, uh, <laughs> that's like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to add that in. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm trying to be to. realistic. I'm trying yeah, to be realistic, not negative. I love Joel. We're Embiid. not dunking on him, right? I don't mean to say that's a dunk on him, but like Sixers fans will be lying if this isn't like, in the back of their heads a little bit, right? Uh, JB, what were you what were you saying? His drive that got him hurt was a little reckless. I feel like yeah. he wanted another highlight reel. He was coming off that highlight reel dunk in the game prior. I feel like he wanted another. Um, but you could tell – he says every year he's going to play smarter. But, I mean, in the heat of the moment, you go for yeah. glory. Always go for glory. You can't uh, take away what makes him – Great. And he didn't, you know what I mean? He didn't do something like super stupid anyway. How about like like Danny Green's knee bent backwards last game and he just gets horrible. up. <laughs> yeah. That looks so bad. <laughs> looked way worse. It's just that was maybe, worse than anything that's happened to Joel Embiid in the last three years. Maybe it's just like seven foot plus three hundred pound bodies, however much he weighs. It's just like it's just not meant for this. Lateral oh, athleticism. Like, yeah, it's not. Oh, Although there's like fat ass Jokic who just never gets hurt, so, so I don't know. It, maybe so it was his, He's so he looks Joel. like he smells so bad. <laughs> Sorry, Joel, stop jumping. Maybe just just be out there. Just do your mid range jump shot. Stop. We need driving. him in the paint. Don't drive like to the rim like you're Westbrook, and when you're about to sweep the Wizards, maybe don't do that. But like I, you're right, in the heat of the moment, you're not, you can't you can't do that. You can't take away what makes him great. You know, always go for glory. I bet I bet Jokic brushes his teeth twice a week. <laughs> I bet he's never used floss before. He probably has so much tartar on his stupid fucking teeth. How about his deodorant? Big fat teeth. What's deodorant? <laughs> What's deodorant? He doesn't know. His locker is just isolated. <laughs> There's flies on it. There's flies all around. Oh, that's that's the guy that's gonna win MVP, guys. That's 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 a uh, sad. Uh, there's a, it's really funny because there's a lot of people on Twitter saying like, here's my experiences with a torn meniscus. It's like, yeah, you're <laughs> no disrespect, five foot but... <laughs> four and you played in a wreck basketball. Yeah. I saw somebody say, unless you, unless you're, unless your torn meniscus resulted in you coming back and carrying the Sixers <laughs> to the NBA finals. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like, I, like my, um, I don't know if he listens to this. My, my Cobra comes up to me, says like, you know, my knee, I have no no tendons in my knee, but uh, I walk around every day. Where I'm like, uh, well, all due respect, man. You're and be seven foot two, three hundred pounds, plays high intensity basketball every other day. I don't think it's a comparison, but you know, uh, the best the I've, best thing I saw. Sorry, the best real quick. The best thing I saw on Twitter yesterday. I put this in our group. Was uh, the guy put a screenshot of his a text message from his dad saying, "I installed carpet for twenty years with a torn meniscus." <laughs> <laughs> it's the most boomer response of all time. What the hell is meniscus? It's a tendon, it's, uh, right? Yeah, so I, I always... was listening. Who was I listening to? Uh, I was here. I, maybe I read it. Uh, it might have been Kyle Newbeck's uh, article. Uh, I've been reading a lot of articles about different doctors, their input. Basically, the meniscus or the menisci are there to stabilize the knee. Like, it's like it takes all the impact for when you land. Oh, no. Uh, can so... I touch it? Am I touching my meniscus? 
I have no idea. We're going to have to ask <laughs> a, a physical therapist. Um, but I, like, we should have had comp on. Dave was saying, <laughs> we should <laughs> next time. Yeah. Uh, Dave was saying, like, he, it's a torn meniscus. That can't be great. <laughs> but everyone's saying, like, oh, like these players play on it all the time. Uh, every athlete has like a little tear if you go looking for it. Sean Cobb said you could go and find things if you go looking for it. Like, JB, you're wondering if you have a herniated disc right now. You yeah, know? he said 50% um, of the chat has a herniated disc. I said, that's I definitely know, me. Like, it just doesn't sound great. And, like, you know, a small a small tear, everyone's like, it's only – It's it's, it's small tear. It's a fucking tear. He has a torn tear. knee. He tore more. his knee. Yes, he <laughs> tore his knee. Like, and fucking paper. You tear paper. It's fucking – he's – he ripped it. Yeah, bigger. He right? ripped it. It's ripped. Um, it's supposed to stabilize the knee. So if that's not there to stabilize, could they? Could he be susceptible to more injuries? Dave said it. Andrew Bynum played on a torn meniscus. Three years later, he's out of the league. Blake Griffin played on a torn meniscus. Doesn't look the same, although, you know, he's dunking in Brooklyn now again. Um, so I don't know. I'm just like, there's no – I think it's perfectly normal to be nervous. Like, there are people on Twitter saying, like, Oh, you guys just want to be doomsday and you want to be upset and you don't want to be happy. But I don't know how everything that's happened to us and now this coming up, like you would have to forgive me for being a little defeated right now. Uh, I was defeated initially. Like, why is this happening to us again? I'm a little more optimistic just because like, there's no doubt he plays, but like Dave's saying, there's only a few outcomes. Is there a good outcome that can happen guys? Yeah. yeah, he doesn't get hurt. We win the finals. <laughs> That's the only good outcome. But the good, the, the good, the good outcome, the good outcome. Given, given the our, given our cards here, the good outcome is we suck it up. We've realized that you know the last seven years of our life, what we've endured, and that it's all come to this. And he plays through it, and we live in the moment and enjoy every day up until the end of the season and he fucking plays through it and carries us and we do it and we win it all. And it's the sweetest one we'll ever, we'll ever get. And uh, then whatever happens after that, it's the maxi era, you know, if you want a championship of Embiid, he can retire for all I care. Yeah, please. Anyway. Oh, I hope he does. If we, if he, if he plays through this fucking meniscus and we win the championship, I hope he retires. I want him. I prefer <laughs> retirement for him, for his sanity, Mental health, his for sanity. our sanity. For our sanity, you know, one of our lives. Damian Lillard was born in the wake of Brandon Roy and Greg Oden. Hmm. Maybe things happen. Maybe Todd, dude, they had a dynasty. That was a dynasty. (laughs) They had they had Andre Miller in his like still in his prime. Brandon Roy, young Nick Batum, young Lamarcus Aldridge, young Greg Oden. That was like if they stay healthy and grow together, that's like a fucking. They win multiple championships, and they all got hurt, and the whole thing crumbled. And then they fucking drafted Damian Lillard. And now they have Damian Lillard. And like maybe that's Tyrese Maxey. I don't know. Trying to be so, trying to trying to be positive here, but you what know, you're saying things is, happen for a reason. Trust the process. Exactly. You know, exactly hey, what I'm saying. Things can I add to that things happen for a reason? Um, you know, the Nets they sat their star players in a March game versus us. Ended up losing the one seed by a game. And so we're going into, and we're going to get to it. I don't want to get to it yet, but we're going to play the Hawks in the second round, possibly without Embiid. That's a lot better than playing the Bucks. And I will get to it. I still think it's a winnable series. If Embiid doesn't play, we'll see. I'll get your thoughts on it, but maybe things do happen for a reason. Maybe he can rest up. I don't know. We'll see. 
But uh, I, I'm 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 more optimistic than I was yesterday. I just like it's hard. It's hard to really predict what's going to happen because of the lack of information and, you know, we're the Sixers and the thought of playing on a tournament isn't great. Uh, I just thought it was going to be hard enough to win the finals with a healthy Embiid. Now to do it with a hobbled Embiid is going to be even tougher. And, you know, for a fact, we're going to see game time decisions and him sitting out some games. So it's just, it is, it is what it is. It's what it's going to be. Um, guys, do you, feel comfortable making a prediction on how this plays out? How's it going to end? We're going to beat them. Oh, wait, what? The whole For the entire play- the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I, no, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable making a prediction for the Hawks series. <laughs> Vegas, I think this is interesting. I'm looking. The gambling world gives us the same odds of beating the Hawks as – the Nets to beat the Bucks, or vice versa. The Bucks have the same chance of beating us. The Nets as the Hawks have beating us. It's minus oh, 200. Good. So it's if you bet 100 bucks on the Hawks or the Bucks, you win 150 ish, which is not, that's not like outlandish odds at all. Right. Right. But it's also it's like possible. we're still two minus we're 200 favorites. favorites. You like right. to see that. Always like uh, I really hope if we like it, I've I'm not even trying to like hopium be like hopium, but like it has to be like the maxi show. I wrote like our offense without Embiid will not get it done unless they just give Maxi the he, like he is the only semblance. I mean, shake aside because shake is just atrocious lately, and it, I don't see. You know he hasn't proved that he's that he's that he's reliable in the playoffs yet, but Maxi has. He's the only semblance we have of of a modern guard that can generate his own off. Like things happen when he's on the floor. He creates for others. He can create his own shot anywhere. His floater, his pull up. He's confidently pulling up for three. He's, he's so fucking confident. blocking Russell Westbrook and screaming at the crowd and trying to dunk on people. Like he is electric. He is pure electricity. Like, let's fucking rally around this kid and see how good he really is. Like, why not? We have nothing to lose. Joel Embiid tore his fucking knee again. Let's just give him the keys and let him drive and see, you know, what he's made of. When he wasn't in the game, it was just like slow swing the ball around and like Seth Carey had to bail us out, which he's not going to drop 30 a game. We need terrible. We need Maxie in there. And, and credit to Doc. I was so ready to be fire the coach guy. That always <laughs> seemed so easy to be fire the coach guy. And uh, credit to Doc for sticking with Maxie through crunch time. Big props to uh, Coach Doctor. Yeah, I think Doc did a, actually a pretty good job with the rotation yesterday. Yeah, good, great game. Yeah, last night was like a what a what a nice ray of sunshine in in, uh, in the pure pure darkness of a day yeah. yesterday. Yeah, let's talk about it. So Maxie. 26 minutes, 26 minutes for a rookie that we weren't even sure was going to see the court in the playoffs, plus 14. So his effect was pretty well known out there last yesterday. We started out a little sluggish. Uh, Maxi came in and was basically instant offense. Dave, you, just, you described it perfectly. Um, ben Simmons was good. He had a triple-double. Won Dave some money, 500 bucks. 19 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. Nice bet, Dave. Um, 
hey, if, if Ben's playing like that, I think he can be the best player in the next series. I know, Dave, you're thinking uh, Trey Young could be the best player, but I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Ben's the, the best player if uh, if he can keep that up. Who are they going to – have you guys seen DeAndre Hunter play defense? No. Is he a strap-down guy? He took Julius Randle out. Of, Julius Randle should not – should be stripped of his most improved player award <laughs> for what DeAndre Hunter did to him. Dude, DeAndre Hunter is fucking – I'm not saying DeAndre Hunter is going to shut down Ben Simmons, but that's probably that's probably who they're going to put him on. And he's a fucking dog. What we I didn't really I I watched like the last couple games, and he's like, I've been seeing people say on Twitter that he's like taking Randall out of the series completely. And I watched the last couple games, and he's this guy's ferocious, and uh, he's like six. He's he's big. He's like six eight, six nine. I don't know. Spends seven feet. I don't know. But uh, I'm wondering who they're going to put him on. He's like their ace defender. And uh, so they'll probably put him on Simmons. They put him on Randall. Randall's a pretty big guy. Yeah. So what, really guy. What, are, really tough. what are our matchups? Although I guess they're not just because like, who are our guys defending? Like who in our starting lineup is guarding um, Trey Young? Are they going to be put, Ben, right? They're going to put Ben on him, you think? Yeah. I would say Ben. Or Ben or Thibel. Well, if Embiid doesn't – so Thibel started game five. If Embiid isn't playing, um, okay, it depends okay. on who we start, who Doc starts. But if Thibel's in there, I would think Thibel starts out on him. Yeah, he has just to, to start, like avoid he has fouls. To, he has to start Maxi, right? Shouldn't he? Shouldn't he? Didn't uh, we so let's, let's see. The, the, so uh, we were so the Hawks starting lineup. Is Trey Young, Bogdanovich, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella. It's a pretty That's big lineup. Starters. Collins is a big guy. For I like the Hawks, man. What a fun team. So you're thinking our starters are Ben, Seth, Danny Green, Toby. Maybe you have to throw in. No, you can't. You can't throw in Dwight, right? That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Like, there's no shot we do. But, like, isn't Capella just like – Wait, does Capella start? Yeah, he does. He's isn't he just like the younger, quicker version of Dwight? Just like gets every rebound, pretty much. And I rolls hard. Pretty important for yeah. Pretty so like with if we start Matisse, it's Toby on him. Such a weird matchup. You guys know where I stand on this: Maxi, Curry, Green, Toby, Bennett, the five. AKA Magic Johnson. Yeah, and then put. Yeah, I. I Who's Maxi guarding? Trey Young. Fuck it. Go at him, Young. He's quick, he's quick enough. Go at him. Get up in his grill. I'll tell you. I'll tell you oh, what. I'm already standing. Yeah, be right, dude. Let's fucking go. They'll uh, they'll stand like when Matisse was uh, was guarding Beal and everyone's on the giving a standing ovation. Oh um, my God. I just uh, you look at who the Knicks threw at Trey Young. It was like Reggie Bullock and Derrick Rose. I think we have way more of a shot of containing Trey Young than the Knicks did. Simmons, Thibel, and George Hill alone is ten times better than anybody that Knicks can throw Absolutely. at him. And and throw Maxi at him and see what he you know see what he does. Get it get try to annoy him a little bit. Yeah, the Knicks stunk. They were they were fun and exciting, and it was so cool as we said before, like the watching the the stadium like be crazy. But they stunk. We everyone predicted the Hawks. I feel like. Yeah, like, like Julius Randall isn't a, like a true number one, right? 
just too like his game is so weird to be like your star player just like a slow bully ball mid-range long long two guy yeah you, you could they could they easily dave said they they just honed in on him and he was pretty much horrible for the series um some interesting numbers with ben at the center position um during the wizard series they had a 142.9 offensive rating the problem is they had 133.3 defensive rating. <laughs> so yeah. really bad defensive rating, but they were still plus nine. But anyway, but you, you saw it in the lineup last night. They were the Wizards were getting to the rim. Anything they wanted in the first quarter. Everything they Anything wanted. They um Dwight came in and changed the game. Like once he got into the game, uh it was much tougher. He was Dwight looked like he was jumping like he was 28 years old on some of the blocks he was. What was Amanda uh, calling Dwight? Uh she calls him Dwigged. <laughs> Intentionally, she, she I yes, I she knows it's Dwight, but she likes to call him Dwight. Uh, that's a favorite player right now, by the way. Dwight, that's great. I don't even know Dwight. how to Dwight. Dwight, Um, he was great last night, and we we need to see because the game before he was horrible, so we need to see that from him. Um, I mean, I think we do have the defenders to at least make things tough for Trey Young because, like, Bradley Beal was getting his. I'll tell you what, though, those were hard points, though. He seemed like he was really working for them, and he was gassed by the end of the game. Like, I saw a stat that in the regular season, he averaged eight points per game in the fourth quarter. In this series, he only averaged three and a half. Wow. It's just such a different player. Like, he, he he's just the guy that hits any shot, which, like, so is Trey Young probably. But I, it's so annoying when Trey Young just dribbles under the basket and, like, easily dishes it to like Clint Capella to dunk or someone wide open for three. Like I'm so ready to be so mad at him. But as I, as I said, in one of our group chats, like I want to hate him so much, but what he did in New York was just so cool. He's the, he's dope. the, the bow. He the yeah. Three, took a bow. He's a I killer. Love Trey Young. I love I would, the killers like yeah. Maxi. Mm-hmm. He has an it factor. I really do think he has an it. He's Dave's Dave. Isn't he your favorite non-sexer? Yeah. Him and Dame Lillard are my two favorite players. Honestly, that was was awesome, Joe, what we were saying. Then that's what playoff basketball is about, especially at MSG. There's that picture of them all like hunched over him, like chanting at him. And he's just looking back at them, smiling. Mm -hmm. That's badass, man. He, he's, he is good. That was my side. He does this thing cold. Yeah. Rubs his arms. I love, oh my God. Can you imagine if, if we had Trey Young, how the, how everybody would rally behind that dude. Oh my God. Possibility, Dave. That was actually a possibility, but the Lakers, they won a little bit too many games. and then Right, yeah. We, that was the Lakers pick, right? Yeah. Shit. I feel like I've been mentally checked out for, like, the last 10 years of NBA playoffs. Like, even the last few with the Sixers, I just watched the Sixers. So, I don't know if, if it's that or if it's actually this year. But the playoffs have been so fun. Like, I watch literally every game, and I'm so excited that basketball is on, like, every night. Like even the series that was 4-1, like an ugly series for the Knicks-Hawks was electric. All these others are going like seven games or six. Like, I've never enjoyed basketball so much. Damian Lillard, 12 three-pointers, 55 points. And then they lost, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Clippers <laughs> Clippers and Mavs, every home team has lost That's in the series. That's insane. Yeah. We got Suns, Lakers tonight. Portland is up by one right now with 10 minutes. I'm kind of nervous. Wow. Win so bad. Oh, shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll tune into that. We'll have to tune in. Um, June, you were teasing your prediction for the Sixers Hawks series that you are not worried 
June, you have the floor. Let's hear it. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> Even if Embiid plays or not, I'm not worried. Wow. You know why? Right. Why? Were Hawks a playoff team last year? No. The year before that? No. Was Trey Young did he ever play in the playoffs? No. How about the other other guy, Bo Bowion, whatever his name is? He's on the Kings, they stomp. Yeah, anyone on that roster never never seen a playoff series. What about us? We have Ben. Mm. We have Toby. Mm. Danny. We have Doc. Ah, Danny. Hill, Danny. Oh, June. <laughs> I'm in. You know what? Let's go. Let's fucking go. You're so <laughs> hey, right. Cause, no, because even You're so with right. all that, like, wow. you don't just take a young team and you just beat a number one seed. You just beat a good team that has playoff experience. So, I mean, this is a very boomer take, but based on, like, you know, what we've seen before, I don't think a young team can beat, like, a veteran team like us. Like, I, I like considered we're, we're a veteran team, I think, right? We have yeah, Joe, yeah. we have Danny Green. So, I don't know, guys. I think uh, – I like our odds here, even – Though Joel's like, you know, he's hobbled on one leg now. June, you're 100% right, but there's one thing you're forgetting. We are the Sixers. <laughs> hey, we are the Sixers, and, and logic, logic, unfortunately, <laughs> doesn't apply. The, Eagle, I get it. the Eagles were the Eagles, and they they made it yeah. happen. Sometimes it made it be broken. Um, June, I uh, you know what that reminded me of was the Sixers versus Celtics in 2018. The Sixers, mm. they had all the talent. Mm. Uh, I don't even know if I, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd argue that the Hawks are more talented than us. Maybe they do have Trey Young, but the Sixers were the more talented team by far oh. in that series versus the Celtics. And, and they the had Celtics, Ky- and Kyrie was out. Kyrie mm. was out. The Sixers, we like we're all like the Sixers are going to win, but. <clears throat> People don't realize the Celtics, they were a one seed before that with Isaiah Thomas. They had playoff experience. They went to seven games with the Wizards in the second round. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They, you know, Al Horford, Al Horford, Horford, staunch veteran. Wow. Yeah. They had the 60 60 win team Hawks. Wow. (laughs) Um, They had all the experience and you saw it. Hate to bring up a painful memory game three when we absolutely should have won that game and just totally folded and the Celtics had all the composure even with the rookies of you know Jason Tatum but Jalen even Jalen Brown had playoff experience at that point you could even consider Ben a playoff veteran at this point 3-0 in the first round we never lost the first round series with Ben Simmons I think that's a very very good point and I think it's going to play into it and you're right we are the one seed even without Embiid I think you can still consider us the better team and I think we are going to win this series, Embiid or not. I, my prediction is, I think, if Embiid was healthy and played, I think we beat them in five. Mm. Uh, without them, I'm going, to say six or, I'm going to say Sixers in six or seven. Oh, I can't go to game seven. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need a Xanax. I can just picture the Hawks getting hot for a game or two. Mm. Oh, and they just, come out know, hot game one. And we, we played them before, granted, regular season where they got hot, you know, but uh, – Playoffs are a different beast. June, we, we talk about all the time. It's a different sport. And uh, I think when you're playing a team that isn't the Knicks, let's be honest, like the Knicks overachieved. They're not that great of a team. We are the number one seed, so we should act like it. And uh, I agree with June. Um, 
I have like a little bit of, I wouldn't be shocked if they made it tough on us, but I, mm-hmm. I think we win. And I, I don't think I'd be too worried. Although we will, we will win. We will win. Yeah. We will. Yeah, win. And, uh, I want to add on to, you know, they played the Knicks and they got their first playoff taste and like they got their win, like credits to them. But like, I don't know if any Knicks fans are listening, but hope they're not. But Knicks aren't really like a good playoff team per se, in my opinion. Like they just played really hard and got themselves <laughs> to the to the fourth season, and that works in the season. regular season. But when you go to the playoffs, you know everyone's working hard at that point. So the Knicks were they they're the Iguodala Sixers, but maybe worse, <laughs> maybe maybe less talent than that team right. somehow. Mm. Like I'm not even sure the Knicks would have beat the Celtics, or or maybe even the Wizards. Just mm. like it's just the makeup of their team. You're throwing out Reggie Bullock for 40 minutes a game. Like, yeah, I, that's that's not – I'm not looking at the first-round series and saying, oh, the Hawks won in five. Like, they're, they're going to be tough. I, 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 they'll be tough for different reasons. But uh, versus the Knicks, I'm not concerned about that. June, what's your official prediction for the series? I think – I think we're going to win in six. Okay. I like it. If MB plays – but I don't think he's gonna play till like game three. I think uh, it's I think six games. I do think he plays a series. I do think mm-hmm. he plays, but it's just a matter of when. Uh, Dave, JB, are you you comfortable now giving your prediction? For well, I'm still comfortable. The Hawks, the, the Hawks, Hawks, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just I follow June. I think four two sounds right. Same. I'm in. Sixers and six, yeah. baby. We just need to win game Six. one. We need an electric Wells Fargo yep. game one. We cannot yep. lose game one. That's that'll that'll make me not happy. You know, that makes me think of an interest, like a funny question. Do you think like the like the elite players are they affected by the away crowd, or do you think it helps them? Like Trey Young seemed to be like like he seemed to love it. He, he loves he seemed to love it, and he loved it versus the Wizards. I don't know. I think like I, I would almost say I think Trey Young loves it more than Embiid loves it. Like mm. Trey Young, that that's a different breed. You got to be like the mentally yeah. toughest psychopath. <laughs> yeah, you have to literally be a crazy person. And I love that Embiid does it. I love that Trey Young, except that he's going against us, does it. Like I don't know. I think our fans and every away team's fans can get into some of the best players' heads. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I just thought it was so cool. I mean, I keep saying it. I thought it was so cool what Trey Young was doing, and uh, if he wasn't bothered by the MSG crowd, I don't, I don't know if he'll be bothered by our crowd. But we are, like, basically the best team at home. Uh, I hope we take Game One. That will really set the tone for the rest of the series. I'm wondering if they do what they did versus Miami in 2018, where they sat and beat for the first two games to kind of see how they did, and then they brought them back for the away games. So. Maybe they see the Sixers are taking care of business. Maybe they rest and beat for a little longer. Yeah, sit until we lose one. Maybe yep. the Bucks and the Nets beat the shit out of each other. And, uh, yeah. you know, maybe we see them in the conference finals and see what happens from there. Um, who do you think wins that series, the, the Bucks and the and the Nets? I know I got June's answer. I don't think I got your two man, you guys' answer. What, what do you think, JB or the I think the Nets. I hope they don't, though. Yeah, I'm that. I think I'm at the end of the day in the playoffs. I'm I'm uh, talent talent over anything else, 
and uh, no one has more talent than the Nets. So I'm going, I'm going Nets in that one. Would you two rather play the Bucks though? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I do not want to play Durant and Harden yeah. <laughs> and Kyrie. And Kyrie, no. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'll be a hell of a win though. And I would just story though. I would love. Yeah, but. I don't fuck the story. Give me the easiest path possible. <laughs> let's just get the, cha- yeah. get the championship. That's all that matters. Let's just get the championship. Yep. Um, Lakers Sunday night. Lakers Suns tonight. Who's going to win that? Suns sent them packing. Wow. It's it. in LA, right? Yeah, it's in LA. Oh, shit. I forgot. I think, I think we get, I think I don't want a game seven, but I think we get a game seven. I hope, yeah. uh, I hope Dario drops 40. I think uh, Adam Silver will not let the Lakers lose in the first round. Oh yeah, the call, he's the call. The call's been made. The call's uh, been guys, made. I want to get you out of here so we can watch the end of the last six minutes of the uh, Portland Denver game. Do you have any other topics? Any anything to plug before we go? Uh, Maxie's the greatest. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. He contributes yeah, to winning. I got robbed, big time. Got robbed. It's just it's the sports media. They have their own narratives and everything. Uh, reminder: No more Mark and Allah. It's all oh. national broadcast from oh. here on out. Game one Sunday at one p.m. on ABC. I, oh. I think I like ABC better than than TNT. We don't. Hopefully, no Marv Albert. Please God, no. Let him retire. No, stop it. Um, only other thing I have to plug is. If you are or you consider yourself at least like a little bit of a plugged in, like knowledgeable sports fan, please stop listening to sports radio. (laughs) I cut that shit out like five years ago and it's like I'm so much more at peace. It's just they they know what they're doing. They're just trying to rile you up. They're trying to stir the pot like they they posted Ben Simmons's Instagram on their page, the, 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 the morning show. And like Cataldi said, he had a punchable face and everything. It's like they're not even talking about the series. They're not talking about the series win. We beat the Wizards in five games. Stop listening to these idiots. And like, there's so many good podcasts out there. Ourselves, we're fantastic. Rest of Ricky Sanchez. Uh, there's a guy on Twitter, Troll Bro Dude, has got a good one. Uh, you know, Sixers beat. Stop listening to Angelo Cataldi's takes on the Sixers. You don't need to do it to yourself. Just stop it. Also, Amanda says Russell Westbrook is a psychopath. That's all I got. He is. I hate him. Yeah. (laughs) All right, fellas. uh, Let's go watch the end of this game. And let's go out there Sunday. Let's get a win. Trust the process. Hopefully, Embiid. Get well soon. I know you you listen, Joel. So, get well soon. (laughs) Good stuff, fellas. All right, guys. All right. See you guys. Have a good night. Take it easy.